Welcome to the Mark Scary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guest and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two you would mind tossing in the podcast tip jar? Please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, considering helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy thought of the day is by Karen Carpenter. Make it simple to last your whole life long. Don't worry that it's not enough for anyone else to hear. Just sing, sing a song. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 228. Please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distilleries, ID Chrysler, Pine City, the B-Dale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast at patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful spring-like day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. A big thanks to everyone who has downloaded and or listened to my new funky original song, Jumpsuit Pajamas. It's a fictionalized caricature of working for St. Paul Juvenile Detention Center with Copper the Wonder Golden. I wrote it, recorded it, played it, whatever. But uh, it's available on YouTube. It can be downloaded anywhere. And thanks, everybody, for the positive feedback. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Thanks to the group of folks by the stage, they helped me sing in perfect harmony, cool in the gangs, get down on it. Friday, played a full band show in Minneapolis for the Emmons wedding. Way to play My Chevy Van twice. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, February 26th, 2020, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Friday, February 28th, I'll be playing a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Saturday, February 29th, I'll be playing a duo show with Brian K. Johnson at Seven Brothers in Clayton, Wisconsin from 7 to 10 p.m. Sunday, March 1st, the Mark Sterry Band featuring Brian K. Johnson and Brian Ricochet Leger will be handing up to Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota to play a celebration of life party for Paul Gable from 3 to 6 p.m. Guest this week is part one of three with Twin Cities multimedia journalist, legendary Care 11 news anchor, and host of the new online show, What's Next? Diana Pierce. We discuss flying drones, the technical side of What's Next, Minnesota musicians, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Twin 
Twin Cities multimedia journalist, legendary Care 11 news anchor, host of the new online show, What's Next? <laughs> Diana Pierce. Welcome to the Mark Steri Music Podcast. I am so happy to be here, Mark. Yes, this is thank just you fantastic. so much for coming. Yeah. Uh, we've been kind of, we're here in Plymouth, over here at the new Starbucks, and uh, kind of, it's got a nice, nice day outside here. The good oh, it's vibes fantastic. And music 14 in the degrees, yay, in Minnesota, right? Yes. <laughs> so you were talking when you came in that. You got a drone for photo photography. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Sure. So I just just did that. So my significant other and I have been photographing like stills mostly, but some video too, of national parks. We've been doing that for the last three years. We've had exhibits at the Maple Grove Art Center. We've had our work displayed up in Bacho's twice, and so we're about ready to head out again to get some. Texas uh, parks that we've never been to, and a few other things. And we've been following uh, YouTubers that do this type of thing, so travel adventure. You know, we actually have an RV, and we're going to be going in our RV, but it's more like, ooh, I'd like to go there someday, or can I take my family there, and what are the sites that I want to see that has to do with the national parks? Both of, both of us really love national parks. Uh, you know, America's greatest idea. So uh, we were about ready to head out. So my goal for 2020 was to add something else. So we've been watching, and it's drone photography. Now, I took a class last July in this so I always have to laugh. I'm probably the oldest registered drone flyer in the state of Minnesota. You know, I was definitely the oldest in that class. Uh, and uh, but it's it's fine. It's it's a challenge. And I didn't grow up with you know the dual, you know, things. And so for me to go, okay, I I push up on one side and I push left on the other side, and that's going to make the drone bank and stuff like that. So I'm I'm practicing. And so it's, but the battery life is like next to zero in this type of cold weather. Okay. So, you know, I get out there, I can fly it for about a grand total of 10, 15 minutes before the battery just, you know, or, or my hands give out because it's so cold. I've used gloves. Gloves are awful. You know, I just don't have the dexterity for gloves when I'm uh, flying a drone, you know, when I've got something on them. So, you know, every... Every day or every couple of days, we're out in a parking lot. And the other thing is that we have to make sure we're not in any direct landing pattern in any particular <laughs> thing in, you know, the Twin Cities area. So there's a big old circle that's next to Minneapolis-St. Paul. Can't do that. We're in the flight path of Crystal, where we live. And so can't do that. And then there's Eden Prairie. So we've gone out to Medina. So uh, we're on this parking lot in Medina and flying this drone around. So, so far, so good. And I haven't lost it yet. So that's good. <laughs> nice. Do you have, is the camera quality pretty high? It is. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a, a Mavic Mini, DJI Mavic Mini, and it's got a camera attached to it. So it's it puts out, you know, uh, some pretty good, you know, photographic quality stuff. So, and again, I'm not posting too much of that right now because this is all part of the learning curve. I could, but it's not, that's not the purpose. Right now it's to learn as much as possible before we go on the road. Now, the other thing is national parks, no drones allowed. Oh. So, and we know that. So, but it's everything around the park that we're interested in getting. So it's you know, a, you know, a shot of us traveling down the road. And so we know that when we go to Big Bend, we can't shoot in Big Bend. But you know, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff out there in the in the West that you can shoot and kind of put you into that you know that mode. You know, 
Oh, super interesting. And instead of like using like lighting for camera shots, you're playing with like using Mother Nature's no, lighting for all the that. shadows it's and all that. It's got to be that. interesting to piece that together. It, it will be. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. So, so now transitioning into the what's next, you know, we've been doing that online on Facebook and YouTube for the last two years. So we started in January 2018, and at the beginning of that. Um, I didn't, I knew zero editing um, things. You know, here I worked with all these fantastic photographers at Channel 11. Never, and because of what I did, I didn't have to learn how to do that stuff. That's not how they hire now. I mean, you have to walk in the door. You have to know how to shoot, edit, and all the rest of that and get your stuff on the air. Really? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody. Unless you're being hired as an anchor, then they might still want you to do that too. Anyway. So, I, but you know, I'm kind of old school. I, I never had to do that. So, subsequently, I've had to learn all this stuff on my own. So, when any of the stuff that you see now posted on What's Next on YouTube or Facebook, it's all my edits. You know, so I'll take all the you know original raw material, put that on I, when I'm interviewing. Um, People, I'll have them send me their graphic images. I'll have them send me any JPEGs that they have, if they have video. And I'll incorporate that into our interview, which I then post. But I've had to learn all of it. And so I use Adobe Premiere. You know, I use all that stuff. We have our own board at home. We have a mixing board. Nice. So we use our DSLR cameras. We throw up our lighting in, in the living room. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the things now at this point range anywhere between, well, you know, seven minutes to 20 minutes. Uh, I've got another interview coming up next week, and uh, two guys will join me in our living room. We'll, you know, mic them up and uh, do the, you know, thing and, and put it up. Had my first Saturday off in a million years this last weekend. I spent it out in the country running my dog and relaxing. Early spring weather hanging outside is a perfect time for cocktail, and 45th Parallel sure did the trick. 45th Parallel is a family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened their doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka to producing dozens of different spirits, including gins, whiskeys, and citrus liqueurs. 45th Parallel distillers are committed to a slow craft philosophy, slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using local ingredients whenever possible and to provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue, New Richmond, Wisconsin. Check out 45thparalleldistillery.com for hours and more information. So we're looking for a quality alcoholic beverage to bring to the weekend get-together, the March Madness basketball party, or just having a cocktail while out and about listening to your favorite local musicians. Try a 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly. I think it's a dream of a lot of people to have their own TV show in their own <laughs> home with all the all the equipment and all the lighting and stuff. Right. What's been the hardest learning curve thing to to do that? Yeah, technology. That's been the hardest thing. Is it to like learn. we think with sound, within camera, with it. lighting, or just all of it? All of it, because the first thing we used was a little tiny camera called a Mevo. Mevo kind of let you do. It, it's an entry level piece of equipment, and so it has about a. It doesn't have a 180-degree lens. It actually gives you an app, 
and you can actually create two, de- depending on where you sit, you can create two different, you know, aspects of the shot um, based on where you're sitting. So a friend of mine, we, we actually were her interns, you know, for the first couple of things that she did. Now she's continuing to use her Mevo. We use the Mevo for about a grand total of a month before I'm like, yeah, no, I don't like any of this stuff. It sounds horrible. It's in 720. It's not 1080 HD. It's only 720p. Uh, We sound like we're talking in a cave, you know. So we kept ramping up. So we got microphones first because that was my first problem. Hey, it really sounded like crap on that one. And then we we moved in the point where it's like, okay, so if we're going to make the next step, let's get a mixing board. We got a Roland mixing board. We have Sony mics. So we got four of them. You know, I've never had to use all four, but you know, the, the fourth one is always if one of them breaks down. Yeah. We rolled over to Sennheiser mics. Now, in a lot of cases, I'm double mic'd. You know, so the yeah. Sennheiser sends, depending on what it is, a better crisp quality signal. And now we put that into a Zoom receiver, recorder. And so typically, it's a, we have a choice. That's basically it. So we, we could either use the Sony or we can use the Sennheiser. It kind of okay. depends on our thing. You know, and we, I use a clap. Before we go, if I'm and, and we did a lot of live, so we did 60% live um, in 2018. We started to do a little bit less live in 2019. Now we're pretty much uh, re- recorded or you know taped because I, I have the ability to do more manipulation. Meaning I can bring in videos, I can bring in all the stills, the graphics, and all the rest of that. Whereas you know Scott was going to have to do that, and it becomes more complicated for him. And I don't want that kind of stress for him. Yeah. He's not, didn't, it has nothing to do with the broadcast industry. He's just learned it on, <laughs> he was a shoe sales guy, come on, for years, you know. Nice. As, as, yeah, as a rep, as a rep, you know. And so, you know, so he's learned this just like I've learned it, and we're still learning. So, you know, his thing right now is he just got a gimbal for his camera. So now... So I'm trying to learn the drone. He's trying to learn the gimbals. We're walking around the parking lot taking pictures of one another, which is, you know, funnier than heck. You know, but that's, but it's practice, practice, practice. That's how you get better. Absolutely. And that's how you work. So long story short, I learned editing techniques that now I'm better at and more comfortable with for these travel things that we're going to do than ever before. So you can edit on the road? Yes. How long does it take you to edit a program of What's Next? Uh, I spend a lot of time editing this podcast. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, I, it's, it's a job. It's, it's like, 75% of whatever you put out, right? Yeah. So it's all editing, right? I so agree. it's 25% recording and writing down the questions and doing the social media that has to go with it. It's 75% editing. So, you know, I. So we'll do that. I'll edit in a an open. It's not very long, seven seconds, five, yeah. five to seven seconds, you know. And then we're off and running after that. But it takes me a long time. And then you've got to make sure that you've downloaded it correctly and make sure you've, you know. That's the ba- stuff people don't understand, the <laughs> uploading and downloading and all yeah. that. What a pain that you know, is. And, and so if it's longer than seven minutes, it's going to take you 20 minutes to download the thing, right, into YouTube yeah. and Facebook and all the rest of that stuff. And so, yeah, it just, it takes, and again, I didn't really comprehend until we started doing it how much of that, you know, 
So right now we, we haven't been cranking out a lot of them, and that's okay because the stress level is such as that, like, last year we were like, I'm on a deadline. we got to do this every week, every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. we got to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, not so much now. It's just like, okay, it became more of a job, which is okay for part of it. Um, but uh, I had a job for all those years. I don't want this to become everything, you know, on top of it. The vehicle is going to get a good workout this week, but two runs up the breezy points, hauling gear, dodging deer, and having fun playing music on the road in my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. When 250,000 miles in my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take, I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff could have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northbridge Court Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a safe winter season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. When I do this podcast, I kind of let the universe decide like who I have on. I kind of like whoever I run into or whoever gets suggested or whatever for you, mm-hmm. I play every Wednesday. T- so tonight at Pub 42 in New Hope, mm-hmm. and that's right across the street from A440 Studios. Oh, and okay. They were on the podcast, oh, was talking great. to those guys, and they mentioned you. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I thought, do some research. Oh, she'd be great to have on. And I've had on like Don Shelby and Mitch Gino. Sure. It always went real well. So I just kind of let the world decide. But how do you pick your guests and topics for your What's Next program. Well, let's go to A4 41st. Okay. So last year, um, I had... So I know the Mark Arneson band really well. We know Mark, and that goes back many years. He said, you know, so I'm doing this thing with Mia Dore. We're going to go to A440 Studios. That was their old place in New Hope. Now they've, they've since moved. And we're going, okay, great. Well, and he says, you know, come watch us take pictures. And we did. And we took pictures. And so they used that those pictures from the Scott initially for their kind of release and blah, blah, blah. They've since recorded again at A440. Um, and so we met the guys there and... We're like, this is really cool. Didn't know you guys existed over here. Hey, would it be okay if I did my what's next one time over here? And so about three weeks after that, A, I heard Scotty Miller play there. And so we, so story to be continued just a moment on that one. But then, you know, we, I interviewed Gary Hines, Sounds of Blackness. So we sat him down at the A440 piano. We did our entire, you know, thing with Gary Hines there, Sound of Blackness, and it was great.
so then after we did that and got that, you know, on the air, so to speak, um, we started, talked with them and they said, gosh, wouldn't it be great? Nobody seems to have done it. If we bring some Twin Cities, but Minnesota musicians over here, we start doing the interviews here, we can make a concert with it, they can bring their fans and family, and so the first 20, 30 minutes of it, it's going to be just this little interview, and then they can go ahead and, and do, you know, a concert. Um, and we, so Scotty Miller was going to be the first guy, we had the date, had it all lined up, it was right after Memorial Day of 2019 and a few things didn't come together quite as much as we wanted to and so uh, we loved working with all those guys would love to do it again in a heartbeat uh, we had a situation in our family where we needed to um, kind of regroup and and so we didn't do anything for several months we didn't do any recordings nothing 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 so now 2020 we're kind of slowly ramping back up again so um, love those guys would do it again in a heartbeat um, and so now the the thing for what's next is it was so it would be it's geared towards the 50 plus audience so I know that there's not a lot of things out there that are geared towards the 50 plus audience so a lot of the people that I interview are 50 plus they are doing things for the 50 plus crowd and it can be anything um, so the guys that I'm interviewing next week are with Justice Health. So we are talking about things that affect the LGBTQ community in the 50-plus category. And so when you're aging in that community, finding a, a nursing home um, can be difficult in greater Minnesota. Not necessarily in the Twin Cities. We, can, we take do some good things in the Twin Cities, but greater Minnesota, they run into barriers all the time. So we're going to be talking about that as well. Uh, the other things are we had a, a Theater 55. They have a theater group just started, and it's for basically those 55 plus because all the theater actors and actresses are all, you know, they're in that. So they've already done hair by those who lived it. You know, Pippin. you know, the middle age crisis. So they, they're taking their music, right, and putting their own twist onto it. So uh, so there's been a lot of different people that have kind of come. Th- so that's what I'm looking for. It's, it's got to kind of fit into that filter. And if it doesn't, it's not, you know, I'll refer them to somebody else, you know, because I'm not doing anything for a fundraiser for if it doesn't fit in that category. We had another one called Rough Start Rescue. Young woman is... Fabulous. She's got her own rescue uh, up in Princeton, at, but she has seniors' dogs and cats adopted by seniors. There's a whole program based on that. I just talked to her before you came on. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. Okay, Asher That's Davis. Right, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm doing. I do artwork, portrait art of animals and people, and so I'm doing a portrait for them for their for their uh, animal gala they have yes. coming up. Mm-hmm. And I'm a teacher. I have my dog in the car. I actually have a therapy dog. I teach for Canine Inspired Change. Okay. We work for inner city schools and Ramsey County jail system and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, very interesting. And I watched all the ones you're actually talking about. Yeah. And she was a great candidate to have on there. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. It's- 
My life took a good turn when Copper the Wonder Gold and I became part of Canine Inspired Change. All the heartwarming and memorable experiences we've gained from doing therapy dog work can't be counted or put into words. Copper's graduation from Mila in Maple Grove on Wednesday. Man, we sure get attached to some of those students, but hopefully they've learned something about teamwork, dog training, and can continue to spread the kindness they've received from the dogs. Canine Inspired Change is a nonprofit organization dedicated to giving vulnerable youth the social-emotional tools they need to be active participants in their schools and their communities. Our work helps these remarkable young people transcend trauma, social struggles, and isolation by sparking meaningful connections with dogs, volunteers, and each other. If you are interested in giving back to the community with your dog or contributing to this worthwhile nonprofit organization, Please look into Canine Inspired Change at canineinspiredchange.org. So when I'm looking for people, I'm looking that they're doing interesting things. They're doing things that, uh, you know, reflect the 50-plus community. That's it. That's awesome. So do you plan like a whole season out in advance? If I can, I, I do. So last year, I absolutely did. I knew who, you know, and based on people's schedules and stuff like that, I, I had somebody appearing every week, sometimes live, sometimes not live, for from January, well, from January 1st all the way through Memorial Day weekend. So, again, we, we stopped then. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as much as possible, like two months in advance, but that's left over from working at CARE. So the more advanced I can plan, the more advanced I can kind of prepare and make sure that all the ducks are lined up in a row so that there's no problems at the last minute for social media posting, to promote who the guest is, especially if they're going live. You know, otherwise, like I'm probably going to do a rerun this Thursday night um, for, you know, Valentine's is coming up. So I did one last year that uh, was, you know, choosing wines for your Valentine's Day. So I'll probably rerun that one. So, yeah. Cool. So as you before you came here today, I was looking on Facebook and you were putting out what's next with Diana Pierce was had a like a, a like a question about sleep. Right. Is that something you're thinking about doing an episode about that? Or is that just I, a I, random it, question? You, so that's the other thing. I like to get I like to get feedback from those who follow me on Facebook. Like so this is a health goal for 2020 for a lot of people and and that's what the whole question was. These are health health trends that are popping up in the news. So one of them is getting better sleep, one is exercise and nutrition. Uh, and then the third one is really what I would call wellness in mental health area. So it's a really a consciousness of relieving stress. What do you do? So those are kind of the three areas. So I've kind of put that out there to see what the feedback will be from that. If I get feedback that's really strong on one, then I'll go try and find an expert on that uh, to come in and, and, and talk about this. So yeah, uh, you know, sleep issues, you know, sleep apnea, all the rest of that. Who does it? You know, what do you have to do you know, to be tested for? What does that mean? So yeah, I'll go find somebody that, that's an expert in that. I thought that was really interesting because I recently this month battled with something like that. Uh, some people, a lot of musicians deal with tinnitus. Yes. And so this last year I had a, a, a friend of mine committed suicide on, on January 1st, and we played uh, a show for them the next weekend, and I kind of went all out, played this big eight-hour show, whatever, and and ruptured my ear, uh. and I've always had trouble with it, but I went to the doctor, the, the tinnitus was just off the charts, I couldn't read, I couldn't right. do my art jobs, right. and uh, so I have permanent hearing damage on my right side, yeah. and I've kind of always had it, but just kind of ruptured it, so going to sleep mm -hmm. with tinnitus... Mm -hmm 
was awful. Yeah, but I'm you're trying not getting to, to sleep. Yeah. No. So yeah. one thing though is I I listened to an article on Pete Townsend of the Who. Yes. And he talked about this kind of like sounds and stuff, like this kind of meditation sound stuff. Sure. So for me, for people listening that have tinnitus, mm-hmm. um, I now sleep like a baby. What it is, I got this app called like like ReSound. Okay. And you can put certain things on there that kind of mask your tinnitus to the same like the same volume or the same frequency. Oh, interesting. And I tell you. So I, it pretty much went away. Wow. It just sleeping with my I think it my your brain masks it because you don't feel your socks and your feet right now, or your brain right. masks all this yes. different stuff right. in you. And I believe that's really masked it. And it I mean I still have the musicians tinnitus constantly, but yeah. I can read again, I can yeah. sleep, whatever. But I think that wow. that those apps for people with tinnitus really just a side point for yeah. the sleep thing yeah. can be really helpful. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. And I know with people that get older, I know that people have worked in the like the army or construction folks. They a lot of them be, deal with that. Yeah. So I'm trying to spread the word about you know the tinnitus because it drink and drive you nuts. Yeah, I, I've had bouts of that, and I don't know why, but yeah, it's it, they've come and gone, but not to the point where I can't sleep. Yeah, yeah. I want to tell you all one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B and Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is a fact. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway is always spectacular. I just drove past the new B Dale sign. Scrolling words and everything. I'm planning on making a stop down there on Thursday night to make sure the beer is still cold. The top five KISS podcast we recorded last week was a blast. Can't wait for you all to hear it. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail artists. I've been told that after being talked about in these podcast ads, the Waller's Woodhill Cocktails are selling like hotcakes. Karaoke, live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. B. Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. Okay. So I know you've done a lot of music in your career. And at the end of the show, I usually do a story behind the song segment. Sure. And so I've done, I've looked up some of your music stuff. I know you have three of your albums out. Um, on YouTube, I can see the, your, of your joyful Christmas record, there's a song on there. Do you mind if I spin that at the end of this episode? Oh, that's fine. And what's the story behind, okay, what's the one I can find on there? Uh, how about just the story behind you recording the joyful Christmas record? Uh, uh, so what's the story behind all of that? Yeah, just what was your idea behind that? I'll play the end of the song. Sure. So so that's the third one, and we had done three right in a row. So we, you know, we were getting feedback from a lot of the uh, Christian audiences and and churches in the area that they, you know, kind of liked what I was doing and, you know, continue. So we had done the first one, released it, didn't know at all how it would be received. And so we were pleasantly surprised. Number two was a contemporary Christian one. And then number three was back to Christmas music again. And it's kind of like, oh, so now we've got kind of a full-blown Christmas concert thing going. Um, and I've got a band behind me. And uh, I've got, you know, three backup singers with me for this thing. And so, and, and then in the middle of that rehearsal, you know, practice, 
I fractured my back. So I was actually on stage with a plastic brace through that entire concert series that year as a result of fracturing my back. So I had T8, it was a 30% compression. And so, you know, you wouldn't have seen it because I had it underneath, you know, like a jacket. But I, you know, for that series, I would literally lay down like we had like a folding cot, you know, before we went out and did the presentation because I was just still exhausted from the bone healing and a few things like that. So, you know, I have interesting recollections of, of you know, the different things that we, that we kind of did. But one of the things that I actually wrote was uh, Good Night, Dear Child, which is the very last thing on that. It was for my daughter because she had been, you know, uh, I, I thought, well, you know, a lullaby, and it's kind of a lullaby. I can use it in the Christmas concert as Mary singing to baby Jesus, but this is really written for Chelsea, and she's 28, and um, and and so, but when I would write that, I would write it late at night, because I'd come home in the 10 o'clock news, and so I'd be kind of tinkering on the piano, it'd be 11, 11.30, midnight, and kind of, because I'm not a great transcriber, I mean, I read music, I can do all the rest of that stuff, but I'd be, you know, kind of hitting it on the piano and kind of charting it out. So I had just these very basic, you know, notes. And then I handed off to, you know, my music director, John Carlson. And, you know, then he he would flesh it out a little bit more. Not too much, not that one, not too much more. Um, and, uh, but it was, it was just fun because that's a part of my brain. A, I never thought I could tap into. And, and B, it's like, well, where did that come from? Oh, okay, thank you, God. Thank you, universe, for bringing that one to me. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, and because we were rehearsing so much, it was like, and actually that had started the pre- previous year. Started the previous year. So I had all these, you know, symbols of, you know, Christmas, Christmas cards and the images and blah, blah, blah. So I'm kind of like thinking, okay, so what are some of the things that I want to see, you know, for this song? But it, but it, it can stand on its own, but it's pretty much, you know, for me, it, that's a kind of a Christmas tune. But I wanted to leave a legacy for my daughter. Here, this was written for you. Nice. You know, and so she knows that and she's she's she has a copy of it and she plays it every so often. Nice. Will your stuff ever be available on like iTunes? No. Well, I I don't think so. See, I'm not selling it anymore. I don't even think I've got the original <laughs> stuff anymore. There's a couple I found on YouTube. There's a couple of your songs on YouTube I, I found. Yeah, and what was kind of scary a couple of years ago is somebody asked me, are you still selling it? And I said, no, I'm not. And they, then they came back to me and they said, oh, I found it on, was it Amazon? But it was someplace. And it was like, and so you, they, they posted it and it's like, whoever Ruth was, dear Ruth, thanks for, you know, being a fan, you know, Diana Pierce. So Ruth's family dumped it. <laughs> you know, they either put it in the garbage or they sold it at a, you know, at a garage CD, sale. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. You know, and so they said, oh, I've got the, this copy and I just went and bought it. And I said, well, good for you. No, I, I seriously, I have like two three sleeves of CDs left. All the cassettes are gone. Uh, you know, the, and when they're gone, they're gone, you know, and I don't think I, like I said, I don't think I have any of the original recordings anymore. That was four moves ago and a few other personal things ago. So, yeah, I, so if you find something out there, buy it because I, I have very few left. 
<laughs> All right, Diana Pierce, thank you so much for being on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Please tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler Pine City, The B-Dale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. The greeting cards have all been said. The Christmas rushes through But I still have one wish to make A special one for you Merry Christmas, darling We're apart, that's true I wish it is.